<clears throat> Welcome back, everybody, to the Thomas Free Me TV and Podcast Show. This, of course, is Thomas Free Me. And this is, of course, Saturday night. Before we get started, um, you'll have to excuse me. You know, when I watch things like that, I, it uh it makes me uh gets me pretty pretty emotional, you know. Um it gets me going. But before we get into that, before we get into that, let me give all my blessings to um all my subscribers, all my, my fans, my friends. Uh thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh for standing behind me, doing everything that you do. Um, my sponsors, again, thank you for standing behind me, believing in me, and keeping this thing going. Um, please uh, recognize that tomorrow is Wrongful Conviction Day, and as you can see on the screen, I have a picture of Miss Paula and Temujin Kinsu and their awareness of what they got going on up in Michigan. So if you are up in the Michigan area, uh, please um, visit either the site here or get with Paula. She's very easy to find. Just Temujin Kinsu, you Google it, you find her and find out what you can do in the Michigan area to stop the corruption going up in that area. Very, very sick. But, um, yeah, man, getting into that video. How I ran across that video was tonight's discussion is going to be about the situation going in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian running through the southwestern corridor, you know, uh, corridor of, of Florida, part of Florida, and uh, of course there was a mandatory evacuation zone, and this was a Category 4 storm that was coming through. So in the wake of this, finding out that Charlotte CI, which is a prison, state prison, um, negated to, to evacuate their inmates. Um, they saw it as no threat. And they decided not to evacuate. But in in the midst of looking for that article, I found this video. Now, this happens to be in Charlotte CI, where that incident occurred back in 2020. And we started to hear a little bit more of the of the audio that was playing. But you know, you can delve into that if if you so choose. Uh, but I showed that video in its entirety because. As shocking as it may be to some, this is everyday life inside of prison, right? And there were some notes that I wanted to really uh, bring out as it pertains to that video. First and foremost, of course, I'm sure that you guys noticed, I would hope that you guys noticed, was the lack of empathy, right, in the guards throughout the whole process. Nobody cared about this human being who was seriously injured, didn't, didn't care about him in one iota. One of the reasons why is if you notice, they keep referring to him as inmate. Inmate, do this. Inmate, do that. Because that takes away from the personal point. You're not using a name. He's just an object. He's an inmate. That's all he is. It desensitizes these, these officers, right? Hardly ever is our name called except for mail call or anything like that, but officers aren't calling us by our, our name. But what, um, what, what struck me the most out of all of it is 
the calmness of the inmate. You know, through it all, he was he was calm. It was it was almost like a daily routine to him, right? And this goes into what I'm saying about this is this is daily life for us in that fashion. Uh, we're used to it. I've seen this. If I've seen it once, I've seen it a hundred times. Inmates coming into the into the shoe, you know, in this fashion, you know, segregation things of that nature. They would just come in, beat up. A lot of times, guys like that would be thrown in your cell as a cellmate, and we'd have to just sit there and patch him up. Wouldn't even know this dude, but you know, we we understand, we get it. We've all been through it, you know. So, what I want the viewer to understand in that video is is that that video was leaked. It was a leaked video. That is just a video that these officers take for procedures, right? Of what what happened it was just a log it was not supposed to be leaked to the public so with that being said that calm nature that you saw out of that inmate wasn't because he knew that he was on camera being shown to the world he had no idea it it wasn't even a thought in his mind that was the last thing he was thinking about was that right there i promise you it's just that you hope that these people don't damage you so bad that you 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 don't heal that's really all we're we're hoping for in in those moments is that we can bruises things like that that stuff will heal you know what i mean but that is a common occurrence that's a common occurrence you can see it in the nature of the inmate you can see it in the nature of how them officers routinely handled their business it was it was just action for them there was no empathy whatsoever they took them down to medical. The show for medical wasn't for empathy or compassion for this injured human being. It was for records. It was to show that he was taken to medical and that his injuries were processed. They'll write up the story later, doctor, whatever. You know, you, you saw the quote at the end that the, the prison officials gave the public um, because of the leaked video. If it wasn't for the leaked video, they would have never had to even give that statement. But because that video leaked, they had to give a statement. That statement was that they agreed because of the inmate's condition and and his actions. And sometimes, hey, you know, prison is, is a dangerous place, right? And that's that's the excuse. And then we, the people, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Prison is dangerous. We see it all the time on Locked Up and these so-called convict shows of these guys getting out of prison talking about all the violence. So. Yeah, we can understand why those officers beat the hell out of that that person like that. And that is what allows this to go on. Now, no matter what that person's charges were, I don't even know. Don't even care. Didn't even care to look him up. I thought about looking him up to see what his charge, but it doesn't even matter. Because no matter what his charges are, no matter what he's incarcerated for, how is he supposed to rehabilitate himself under those types of conditions? Under those types of conditions. Hey, Miss Angie. So, going back now, I'm going to show you what some of the inmates are dealing with inside of the prisons now in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian as it came through Florida. Right? This is what they're eating. This is this is what, and for me. I mean, this is this is really kind of like a common tray. 
This is the water that they're drinking. The water that they're drinking is being used to make the food that they're preparing for the people. Right? Now, of course, we'll never get this publicly. And for the protection of the, the, the wonderful soul that was able to, to provide these here for me, right? But these are the conditions. These are the things that we go through, right? And the reason why it is so important for the public to understand is because when we are released, you think we're happy, right? We're happy to be out of that place. In no way have we prepared in no way has preparation been been provided for us. Or no, in no way are we coming back into society with any sort of chance to to succeed, right? And yes, we have our successful stories. You know, I've been out of prison six and a half years now, so I've beat the the five year itch. Um, but it, it, it always lingers. And the reason why it always lingers is because I know that any given moment I can be snatched up, called a criminal, and everybody would believe it. Everybody would turn their eye against it. So that burden always will remain on my shoulders as long as we keep looking at our returning citizens the way that we do. Right. And that is because of the, the propaganda that's put out there, the stigma that's put out there, these shows that we tune in for because we like to be excited. We like to fear and be scared and look at scary things from a distance, you know? And then that's what a lot of these these inmates that get out of prison that want to come home and now try to proclaim that they were convicts inside and they come home and they 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 fall right in line with that same stigmatic view that's that's given to the to the general population. You know, and that is what is so disgusting because these people know, they know what goes on inside, you know, and they're not, they're not exposing that, you know, they're not exposing why these things happen. So that video for me was very, very powerful, very powerful in the nature of it because again, like I say, this is just commonplace. This is, this is just commonplace inside of, of an environment that is not exposed to common people. Notice the darkness. Notice the coldness. All the doors, the, the closeness of it. Like the caption was saying how the cameraman was filming from, its, you know, filming from certain angles to cover up. You know, all, they're trained for all of this. They're trained for all of this. And you don't ever see a prosecutor going in there and prosecuting. If, if, if me and five of my dudes, me and five of my buddies was in the back of Walmart and we did a Walmart employee like that, what do you think would happen to us five people? Man, they would have cops there doing investigations. People would be prosecuted. People would go to prison. But when we watch this, nothing ever occurred. Why? Why? Why is there no accountability against the brutality and torture of inmates? Why? Because that's the stigma that's been put in our minds that it's okay. It's okay. So now when we're asking for, for water to be donated to Hardy CI and for, you know, uh, supplies to be sent to Charlotte, things of that nature, because these knuckleheads did not evacuate these prisoners out of Charlotte, even though that they were in a mandatory evacuation zone, right? The sheriff decided not to evacuate these prisoners. 
again, the lives of thousands of people are at the hands of one sheriff, one man. How is that? How is that possible? Where, where's the accountability on that, Governor DeSantis? But, but DeSantis is so tough on crime, right? These Republicans are so tough on crime because they're all part of the system. It's all part of one huge prison industrial system that is just made to keep us duped and made to keep us paying taxes. And that is why I'm here. This is what the Thomas Freeman TV and podcast show is about. This is what Coming Home Coalition, the charity is about, is about protecting us in the poor communities, a voice for the voiceless, giving, giving a platform for those to, to be heard. Because sometimes people just need to be heard about what's going on in their communities, what these people are doing to us, so on and so forth. But with that being said, my experience, Right, because I want to touch a little bit on the question as to what do prisons do during a hurricane. Again, I apologize for the title of tonight's episode. I think it was a repeat from Tuesday. I've been having issues with YouTube, but anyhow, tonight's show is essentially about what do prisons do during hurricanes, during serious situations like this here. Now, me doing most of my time in Florida, uh. We had some storms come back, you know, the storms of 2005. I can't remember the names of these storms, but we had some storms that came through um, in, the, in the beginning of, well, right around this time in, in, in 2005. And then we had some storms, I believe, in 2009. And the storms in 2009, I was up in Mariana, and the storms up in 2009, uh, what ended up happening was Mariana ended up boarding up the windows, all the windows in the facility, they would take plywood and they just boarded up all the windows of all the all the buildings, all the units. So it was pitch black in the units. They never had no sunlight in the units. Um, some people can handle it. A lot of people could not. A lot of people, their demeanor started changing almost instantly. Um, the psychology department was getting a swarm of inmates talking about suicide, talking about all kinds of, of things because of, of the boards over the windows. And uh, nothing was ever done with it. There were, there were inmates that were hanging themselves. Uh, they, were, they were taking uh, cleaning supplies, you know, drinking bleach, things of that nature to kill themselves. People were going crazy over the, the plywood being up over the windows. And some people just cannot take that, that solitary confinement-like environment, and that's exactly what it was. Um, it created a lot of dangerous situations because it, it, it allowed the perimeter officers not to have to walk the buildings anymore. So you have perimeter officers that will walk the buildings and look inside those windows from the outside to see if there's any you know, illegal activities going on within those, those units. But with those boards on the windows, you, you couldn't see. So anything could be going on inside themselves and, and, and inside the cells. And those inmates knew that. They knew that all they had to do was just watch the door. They didn't have to watch the windows no more. So it, it created a very dangerous situation, again, all on the inmates. And uh, 
It just wasn't a good look. And then on top of that, the prison was telling the outside world that the windows were not boarded up, that the, the boards had been taken down off the windows. So because there are no overseers, the prison the prisons do not allow people like me, people like Angie Hatfield, people you know, uh, of organizations, they do not allow organizations to be in contact with the daily runnings of the prisons. Because there are no overseers of these prisons, they do whatever they want, and they say whatever they want, and because the media controls the, the, the thinking of common, the common citizen, they don't care because they're inmates. At the end of the day, they're just <clears throat> they're inmates. And, and then we form our own stigmatic ideas in our own mind as to why we can write them off as inmates, you know. So these are the, the reasons why we, the people as a community, have to start caring about what's going on inside of our prisons because these individuals are going to come home. That video that you watched happens to any prisoner. These aren't just videos of, of violent prisoners or things of that nature. That could happen to your daughter. That could happen to your son. That could be any prisoner that that happens to if they're in the right place at the right time for that to occur. Right? So the views that we have on our prison system, right? the, the dangerousness, the violence, and, and the, the animalistic stigmatic view that we have of our prison is less than 1% of its population. Less than 1%. So you could be in prison on a two-year stint for a drug addiction that you had for, for a string of petty thefts, and you just go for an 18-month sentence. What you watched in that video could very well happen to you. You're no different. You're treated no different from a serial killer. You were not. So... These are the views that I'm trying to get out to the public for them to understand that when these inmates are released without the, re the proper rehabilitation, the proper understanding as to why they're even going to prison, right? And, and if the, the person is going to prison at a young age and maybe don't have a lot of time to self-reflect, he's not going to learn that lesson. He's going to come back out and, and, and again, start committing crimes back in, in our communities. So it's getting to understand why our recidivism rate is so high and, and getting to understand why the prison system, the state, these elected officials are not doing anything about it to alter that, to fix that. So that's essentially what I'm doing. <clears throat> um, please uh, go to my Facebook Go to Facebook, Thomas Freeme, and I uh, have links up there. Miss um, Angie Hatfield has a GoFundMe if you would like to donate to the um, the fund for, to, to get these guys water. I'm down here. I'm, I'm contacting Zephyr Hills to see if I can get Zephyr Hills maybe to pitch in with some pallets of water. Uh, who else was I supposed to contact? Angie um, Publix. Yes, Publix is, is, is a good affiliate. So. Um, we're down here doing what we can do to try to, to show these human beings that we do care for them and that we will welcome them back out to the community and that we will help them get back on their feet and help establish them into 
the community that nobody really wants them in. That's the hardest thing about coming home. Public, yeah. Thank you, Angie. Glad you're with me. Throw your GoFundMe in there for me. And then um and then that's all I got. Just remember tomorrow, October second, wrongful conviction day. I'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, I'm just kind of winging these shows, so I really don't know what I'll have for you on Tuesday, but I should have a guest for you on Tuesday, a conversation. Um, what else? I think that's it. You guys enjoy your Saturday night. Again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please visit www.cominghomecoalition.com uh, for the latest updates. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Be safe, be smart, and be your best self. As I say, this is all about being your best self. Continue to be your best self. Continue to go into your community and help one another in the community. We are all going through this together. We are all going through this together, and there is no help there for us until we all come together and unite and show these people that we're tired. We're tired. Tired, Paul. You know what I'm saying? We're tired, man. We're tired, tired. And I want to start enjoying some of this money that I'm working hard for, you know? So until we start coming together and, and showing that we're the boss and start demanding that these representatives start holding accountability within their own, stop pointing their fingers at us, it's not going to change. So until then, man, just continue to be your best self. Stop arguing with your neighbor. Love your neighbor. And I'm out. God bless those that have been affected by the hurricane. God bless those that are still without power. There are still many people down here in the Sarasota area, South Florida area, without power. Uh, so please 